Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome back to Storytime Podcast. I am your host, Haley Lira, and I'm sorry I haven't had some stories recently. This is a hobby, and I've been super just a busy season in life. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a review on Apple Podcast, and let's just jump right in. So it was a Saturday morning, November 3rd, 2020. And when I say morning, I'm talking really maybe more so the middle of the night, as most would consider when a man called 911 and said he stabbed his girlfriend and that she really needed help. If it's any consolation, he said his girlfriend stabbed him first and he responded by um, stabbing her a couple dozen times. On the 911 call, he said he used the same knife he'd, she'd stabbed him with and to me, he was extremely calm, almost monotone and matter of fact. It took the police about three and a half minutes to get there. And you know what? I'm just going to play the first half of the 911 call so you guys can kind of feel the demeanor and kind of his very casual tone. What happened? Uh, my girlfriend and I had a fight. She stabbed me with a knife and we, I stabbed her back and I think she's gravely wounded. Okay. I'm going to get to. I'm going to get our police and paramedics on the way. Is she still inside right now? Yes, yes, we are. We're both inside. Okay. Hang on just a second, please. Do you still have the knife in your hand, sir? Um, it's, it's on the floor. Okay. I'm breathing. I don't know what I should do. Okay, sir, I want you to just stay on the phone with me. I'm letting my officers know. Where is the knife at that she had? It's, it's on the floor. Okay. Do you we're feel... We're both fighting with the same knife. Okay. Do you feel safe enough to go back inside to check on her at this point? Yeah. Okay. Is there anybody else inside the house? Is it just you and her? And yes. that's it. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Let me know when you're back inside. We do have help on the way as we're talking, Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm back inside. Okay, I want you to tell me if she's awake. She's not. Okay, stay on the phone with she me here, sir. She doesn't look good. She doesn't look good. I don't know what I should do for her. Okay, we're gonna walk. We're gonna walk through this and try to help her until the police and paramedics get there. Okay, just stay on the phone with me here. How old is she, sir? Uh, forty-eight. Dang, if he could not remember how old she was. So what the hell's going on? He sounds pretty calm to me for having just stabbed his girlfriend basically to death. So Anthony R. Prate was 55 when he called 911 after stabbing his girlfriend of several months. A 48-year-old nurse who went by Margaret, mother of two. Her real name, though, was Malgorzata B. Daniel. Anthony is a suburban optometrist, widower, um, when his wife of 19 years died back in 2011, leaving him with two children, one boy, Nicholas, and a daughter, Ava. So on the night of this stabbing, Anthony and Margaret had a dinner party with their neighbors that actually lasted until nearly midnight. Wowzers, party animals. I haven't been to a dinner party that lasted that late in a long time. Now I've been to some stop by and have a drink parties that lasted a little bit late, but not like a dinner party. 
Um, it ended though because Anthony started to act really strange. The subject of death had come up and it triggered something in him. Possibly because his wife had died in 2011 from a car wreck. It's not really sure why he started behaving odd. He was getting angry. He seemed upset. Um, I'm assuming maybe they had some drinks. That is just a guess. though. So unsure what exactly happened. The couple decided just to wrap it up and call it a night. And what happened after they left is awful. It's not clear why. And remember, there's not going to be as many answers to these little details because this just happened last November. They have not gone to trial, which is where I kind of anticipate either details will come out for him to get a plea deal or possibly um, in court. So Anthony basically just says that his girlfriend stabbed him. And in his defense and retaliation, he turned and stabbed her 20 times. Now, before he called 911, though, Anthony reached out to his family. Again, before he called 911, he stopped and spent 20 minutes on the phone with his family. Yeah, that's murder. You cannot stab somebody 20 times, not render aid, and then say, oh, well, I stabbed her because she stabbed me. Really bad planning if he was going to try and go with self-defense. So he stabbed her, panics, doesn't call 911, and instead calls three relatives and texted who the Chicago Tribune called Younger Prate, which I believe would be his son. And the text message said, something bad happened. Margaret stabbed me with a knife and I'm calling 911. When the police get there, they, of course, want to talk to Anthony. He's immediately arrested, and his bail is set at $3 million. People were shocked. Then officers started to look into Anthony Prey, and they found something really, really strange. It was the manner of which his late wife, Bridget Prey, who was only 42 years old, died. See, he and Bridget were married 19 years and had two children, one boy and one girl. Anthony was an optometrist and Bridget was an occupational therapist. Wow, power couple. Now, she died in a car wreck, but it was such a mild wreck that it was more of a fender bender, honestly. And here's the real like reason why I wanted to tell you guys about this whole case anyway. So, like I said, he's sitting in jail for the murder of Margaret and I don't know much else yet, but I do have a crazy story about his first wife's death. The car accident was March of 2011, close to 6.30 PM. Anthony and Bridget were driving the car when suddenly the wheel jerked. Anthony made it sound like it was an issue with the car Not that he like got distracted and swerved or something made him jerk. The wheel jerked itself. And when the wheel jerked, the tire of their black four-door 2009 Nissan SUV crossed into oncoming traffic and it tapped tires with a car in the other lane. As I mentioned before, this was a small fender bender. This was not a big wreck. The Prates vehicle tapped tires and then their car went off-road at a very low speed and hit something. I believe they like hit a pole or a fence. But like I said, they hit at such a low speed that both drivers were okay and the airbags didn't even deploy. Here's the weird part. 
when Anthony went to check on Bridget, she was like slumped on the floorboard kind of underneath the dashboard and she was dead. How was she slumped down under the dashboard? Because typically when someone gets into a car wreck, they're projected forward and like maybe up and over the dash, but she was under it. And Anthony believed it was because Bridget had unbuckled and she was going into the back seat to grab her water bottle, which was inside of her purse at the time of the accident. And my first question, (laughs) and I'm sure every woman's first question, who would put their purse so far away? So now Bridget's dead, slumped down under her dashboard. And when Anthony found his wife unresponsive, not breathing, he immediately began to render CPR And this is what was happening when first responders arrived. Three onlookers actually witnessed him find Bridget dead, freak out, and immediately start CPR. Very upset, very shocked, and I guess really genuine. Like he seemed genuinely upset that his wife had died. Bridget was pronounced dead at the hospital. And if I got this right, there were two exams of her post-mortem. The first autopsy was done two days after the tragedy. Dr. Mark Wittek noted that she had a vertebrae in her neck, which was fractured. But that's actually not what was what killed her. In fact, there was no significant injury or disease they could find that even contributed to her death. The examiner, though, did see some scratching and bruising But that was it. He suggested to the police that she was actually dead prior to the car accident, but ultimately ruled her death undetermined. Police sought a second opinion, and the second exam could not pinpoint a cause of death either, but they thought maybe the fact that she had a fractured vertebrae could be the cause of death that proves the wreck did kill her. I think um, the theory was like possible asphyxiation from the fractured vertebrae leaving her airway closed at the angle she was at. But they actually ruled her cause of death undetermined on the second exam also. So seriously though, the unusual cause of death wasn't even all of it that makes Anthony look extremely suspicious. A week before this happened, Anthony Prate had called the police because he said he overheard his wife, Bridget, on the phone with a man and they were talking about killing Anthony. According to the Chicago Tribune, he overheard her talking to who would own the house when Anthony was dead and how she couldn't wait for her and old dude she was on the phone with to be together. Bridget, though, adamantly denied this to police and said this was all a really big misunderstanding. She had a friend who was studying for an insurance or real estate exam on honestly can't remember and I don't want to look again, but they were going over whatever part of whatever exam this was that covered the death of a spouse or something of that nature. Either she was telling the truth or she was truly thinking on her toes, right? So as interesting as this information was, the prosecutor actually decided in the whole car wreck situation not to proceed with any charges against Anthony Prate. It seemed really suspicious that just a week before his wife gets into an accident and dies mysteriously, he called 911 because he thought she was trying to kill him. But as I said, um, that really went nowhere. They just kind of dropped the case. In 2014, Bridget's family got a private investigator, but unfortunately, nothing came out of that either. And until Anthony killed his girlfriend in 2020, 
Bridget's case never got a second look. Now it is, and Anthony is in jail awaiting his trial for Margaret while they look into the death of Bridget, which I assume they will also be digging up some dirt and getting some murder charges for that as well. Um, This wasn't a long story, and I really don't have that much information. I think it's, like I said, both of these cases are still pending. He just got arrested last year of November 2020 when he stabbed his girlfriend. And you know what? I bet he has some kind of bipolar or delusional mental illness. And just like he had created this weird thing that he thought his wife was doing I bet his brain thought his girlfriend was doing something that she wasn't also something else that makes this story really sad to me is that both the women were described to be so nice so kind so lovely I'm going to be posting a poll on Storytime Slayer's Facebook page please go and answer if you think he did it and if you think he is innocent of killing his first wife All right, guys, have a good week. Talk to you later. Bye.